Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in this video, we're going to talk about four reasons why we overthink and six ways on how we can stop overthinking. But before we get into my first few points, go ahead and down the worksheet of this video. It's actually the worksheet that I have in my latest book, Facts Over Feelings. This book right here will help you process your feelings so that you can find the facts behind them and get back to fulfilling your purpose in life. So go ahead and download that worksheet, and let's get right into a couple of points that I want to share before we get to our main points. The first point that I want us to process is this. Overthinking makes things overweight. Overthinking makes things overweight. Don't think unnecessary pounds into your life. So many people weigh or are completely unaware about how much they weigh. When you step on a scale right now, that number on that scale is a lie. Because that scale cannot weigh your thoughts. It cannot weigh your emotions. So many people right now are heavy mentally, heavy emotionally, and they're obese internally, right? And so we got to begin to ask ourselves, what am I overthinking? What am what type of pounds or how many pounds am I thinking into my life? Because overthinking makes things overweight. That relationship right now weighs more because you're overthinking it. That job, that whatever, that career, that thing, whatever it is that you're facing right now, we make it overweight or you're making it overweight by thinking unnecessarily. God wants us to think properly, right? The next point I have right here, or let me tell you this, it says there are three types of thinking. There are three types of thinking. There's overthinking, there's underthinking, and there's proper thinking. The Bible says think on things that are above. The Bible talks about thinks on, think on things that are lovely, right? The Bible talks a lot about our thoughts. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Thoughts are valuable. Many of us are, are completely oblivious on how powerful thoughts are. Thoughts are like seeds. You, for those who see my videos, know what type of analogy I'm about to uh, give you all, but thoughts are seeds. Thinking is rain. Your soul is soil and thought patterns that you create from that are plants or branches by which fruit fall from, right? Or grow on, right? So thoughts are seeds. That, that's just, that right there should give you an idea of just how powerful they are. Thoughts will produce of its kind. You've never seen an apple seed produce oranges. You've never seen a banana seed produce uh, oranges. You've never seen it. Thoughts produce of their kind. So if you think negative, you will have a negative outcome. If you think positive, you have a positive outcome. If you think biblical, you have an eternal outcome, right? Thoughts produce of its kind. The thought alone in the mind is not the sin. The thinking, the entertaining it, the growing it is where the sin lies. Thinking is rain. Thinking produces uh, or gives it the nourishment that thought needs as a seed to produce what it produces. That's why you have to guard what falls onto your soul or soil. Your heart is soil. It's fertile. It will grow things, right? And a lot of us have grown strongholds, thought patterns, things that are keeping us from walking down the path that God wants us. So what are you thinking on? Because whatever you think on, you will produce that kind of crop. Right. So we got to drop these seeds, the right type of seeds in our soil, in our soul so that we can grow the type of fruit that we want to have in our lives. So overthinking is when we're raining too much on a seed. We're giving this seed too much power. And then all of a sudden it produces something bigger than we ever thought it could be. Underthinking means that we're not taking the time to properly think on something. We underthink relationships. We underthink friendships. We underthink career paths. We don't take the necessary time to think things through. The goal in life is to think things through to find what it was meant to do. 
We got to not underthink. We got to take the energy and the time to think that individuals do. Have you taken the time to think that man through? To think that woman through? Do you have enough poise and resolve and confidence in God to be able to look at a person and say, this person right here just doesn't fit? The issue is because we haven't thought think because we haven't thought on things that are above, we haven't wrote, we haven't risen above the, the, the societal norms. And since we haven't risen above the societal norms, we don't know what God's normal of life is. We don't even know what actually fits us. We don't even know our proper use, therefore we fall into abuse. God does not want us to underthink. He wants us to take the time to think things through. Because if you always fall for things that you see and don't look behind the, 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 the value of the thing you see, you will find yourself in traps over and over again. A lot of people are overthinking things that shouldn't even be given uh, any type of life to. Some of us are overthinking the obvious. Some of us are overthinking and making relationships heavier than they need to be, making a friendship heavier than it needs to be. We're overthinking. And some of us are underthinking. We're not thinking things through enough. We are emotional. We are impulsive. We are ignorant. So we just jump in with our insecurities and things that we think will secure us come to find out is actually destroying us. Proper thinking is when we say, you know what? I have the mind of Christ. I'm endeavoring to think like he thinks. I'm endeavoring to take my time to think. I'm endeavoring to process things with scriptural supports. I'm willing to be patient enough to trust the process of God. So there's three types of thinking. There's overthinking, there's underthinking, and there's proper thinking. Now, why people overthink? Number one, they don't trust God in the area they are overthinking. People tend to overthink in areas where they don't allow to where they don't allow God to uh, to uh, reside or to Lord, right? And so they don't trust God in an area. What area in your life do you lack trust in God? Because whatever area you lack trust in God, you will tend to overthink. Number two, they haven't severed their connections with their triggers or traumas. They overthink because they haven't severed. You sever things with the development of your self-worth. And your self-worth grows when you understand your worth in God. God determines your worth. And when you begin to see that you're worthy, that God paid a high price for you to be in his life and for him to be in your life, for you to live an abundant life, then you will sever ties of triggers and traumas. You will see that it was good that you was afflicted. Because if you wasn't afflicted, you wouldn't know God's statutes. You will see that account all joy when you went through that trial. Because you know that testing your faith produces patience and patience when it had its perfect work in your life you was complete whole and lacking nothing you will begin to see how all things turn around for the good for to those that love him and are called according to his purpose you will begin to sever those things because you know your worth who are you still thinking about who are you still in love with that you haven't risen above, right? Number three, they haven't trained or disciplined their gift of thinking thinking is a gift God gave us the ability to rationalize and to use logic, right? He give, he's given us that. That's a gift. They haven't trained or disciplined their gift of thinking. You, you control your thoughts. You should not allow your thoughts to control you. You, we in, typically have allowed things to think for us, systems to think for us, people to think for us, and we rarely practice what it means to think biblically, what it means to think rationally, what it means to think properly. We have to train our minds to think how God wants us to think. That is our responsibility. Thinking is a choice. 
And you have to have guards. You got to have guards in your ears and your eyes. You have to have scriptural guards. You have to have the Holy Spirit guard those areas, giving uh, uh, um, um, uh, certain things, the liberty and not the liberty to come into your mind. What are you allowing in your mind? See, the, the thing about life is there's two highways. Either there's a highway in one ear and out the other, or there's a highway that goes in the ear down to the heart. And a lot of us don't have the right checkpoints or the filters right here in our mind that begins to say, I'm going to process this thought. I'm going to cast down vain imaginations. This thought is vain. This thought is valid. The Holy Spirit would then, and through your understanding of Scripture, would then tell you whether or not this thought is vain or whether this thought is valid. If it's valid, then it will go. You will allow it. The Holy Spirit will allow it to go to your heart to bear fruit. But if it's vain from that person, from that friend, from that commercial, from that influence, it should be in one ear and out the other. We have to train the way we think. Number four, they're just simply insecure. People are insecure who don't know their worth, who don't love themselves, tend to overthink. Now, how to stop overthinking? Six ways to stop that will help you stop overthinking. Number one, respect the power of thinking and be intentional about what you think on. When people respect the power of thinking and how thinking develops thoughts and how thinking will cause things to birth in their life, they will respect it. I respect thoughts. I respect thinking. I respect demonic thoughts because I know what they can produce. We respect seeds because we know what seeds will produce because seeds feed. Seeds will feed. Seeds will produce things that will feed either genetically modified fruit or organic fruit. So you have to respect the power of thinking and you have to be intentional about what you think on. You got to say, you know what? This ain't what I'm thinking about because this is what I want to be on the brink of. See, when you when you want to be on the brink of success, the brink of, of being married, the brink of having a 40-year uh, successful marriage, the brink on being a great parent, when you want to be on a brink where you about to really make it, you will change how you you think when you want to when you are aggressive and you like hey i want to be successful you will be intentional about what you think on because of the power of thoughts number two harness the power of thinking so you can harvest from the power of thinking that's powerful harness the power say no i'm gonna think i'm gonna choose to think i will think i will take the time to think it through I will take the time to think this gentleman through, this young lady through, to think the will of God through, to think this choice through, to think about the consequences. See, when you think about the consequences, you can uh, simulate, you can uh, uh, create a simulation of feeling the consequence. What I do is I think of all scenarios of, of, of me choosing to think on or do what a thought is suggesting. I take the time to feel the consequence. I literally put my mind there so my feet won't be there. I put my mind there. What will it be like to feel the consequences of whatever it is that I'm tempted on or tested on? And then when I begin to feel the potential consequences, the effect on my name, the effect on my marriage, the effect on my daughter, the effect on God's will in my life. And when I begin to feel as if it's real right now in real time, then I say, in the meantime, I'm going to think this thing through, think it out of my life. So I don't have to have to worry about feeling the consequence of that in my life. So I have to harness it. 
I got to say, no, I'm not allowing TV to think for me, social media to think for me, my friends to think for me, my parents to think for me. I will think for myself. I will harness the power of that thinking so I can harvest from the power of the thinking. When you think on things that are above, think on things that are lovely, pure, just, of good report, and begin to think on things that are biblical, think on things that are inspirational, think on things that God wants you to think on, you will eventually harvest from that thinking. What are you harvesting now? Because right now you're harvesting from thoughts that you once thought. You're harvesting on what you thought about yourself last night. Now you thought yourself into the relationship because of your thoughts of insecurities. You now living the thoughts that are negative that open up the opportunity for negativity to be in your life. That's what happens when you harvest from thinking. But when you think on things that are good, you won't even entertain that guy. You won't even entertain that girl. You won't even entertain, entertain the world. Because you know that whatever I think, whatever habits of thought I have, I will harvest from that thought. Number three, I have to disassociate. Uh, you have to disassociate the, your thoughts from your emotions by putting your thoughts on paper. Your soul is full of color. You ever heard of things, putting things in, on black and white? Black and white gives no temptation of following colorful paths. See, when thoughts are mixed in with emotions and it's mixed in with unforgiveness and it's mixed in with bitterness and it's mixed in with ambition, selfish ambition. And when it's mixed in with all these different things, then you will begin to see validity in those things. But when you put your thoughts on paper and begin to read, wow, I'm thinking suicidal. I'm thinking like this. I'm thinking like that. When you see it in black and white, you'll begin to say, man, this ain't all right. So you have to begin to disassociate your thoughts from emotions by putting those thoughts on paper and saying, wow, this is what I'm thinking. And when you put it on paper, then you will see whether you're brinking or sinking and you'll begin, oh, do I really want the consequences of this thought? Do I really want the outcomes of these thoughts? Because if I continue to think on this, I will have what I think. Number four, you have to determine the outcome or the consequence of thinking on a particular thought for too long. You have this why I told people you have to give yourself 40 minutes, 20 to 40 minutes to process a thought. Sometimes you only have five to 10. Sometimes you only have 20 to 30. But based upon your relationship with the Holy Spirit and based upon your knowledge of the word of the scriptures and based upon your 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 purpose and your seeking of purpose and and, and your your willing to be successful, then you would take the time to say, what are the potential consequences of thinking? on this particular thought for too long. Because if I think on it too long, I will have it along my life. Number five, you have to trust God with it. Whatever it is that you overthink, I trust God with it. Don't overthink your singleness. Don't overthink your, your relationship. Don't overthink it. You got to trust God. God has already, Psalms 139 says, vast are the thoughts you have of me. See, see, God's thoughts are so vast. That's what I'm seeking after. What is God thinking of me? And the word of God says, vast is his thoughts. I, so I'm going to trust what God thinks of me. I'm going to pursue what God thinks of me. I'm going to trust what God thinks of me and what he thinks is best for me. So I got to trust God with it. If you're overthinking your promotion and you forgot that the word of God says promotion doesn't come from east to west, comes from above, then you won't overthink it. When you know that God has the one for you, you won't overthink it. You trust God with it. Last but not least, you got to get out of your mind and get into your body. Sometimes you got to say, you know what? I'm going to get out of my room and go to the gym. I'm going to get out of my room and go for a walk. Get out of your mind and get into your body and begin to listen to some motivational stuff. Begin to listen to the word of God so that you can be uh, 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 um, immersed in it. So that when you're immersed in it, then you can rehearse it 
right? So you won't end up in a hearse, dead in your thinking, dead emotionally. You'll rehearse those thoughts and begin to say, man, you know what? I will be successful. I am a child of God. So how to stop overthinking? You have to respect the power of thinking and be intentional what you think about. You have to harness the power of your thinking so you can harvest from the power of your thinking. Number three, you have to disassociate your thoughts from your emotions by putting your thoughts on paper. Next, you got to determine the consequence of those thoughts. Five, you got to trust God with it. Next, last but not least, you have to get out of your mind and get into your body. I pray this video was a blessing to you. Download the worksheet. Also get the book Facts Over Feelings so you can find the, uh, the facts, the biblical facts about what you're thinking so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose in life. Check out that book. Also check out another book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Life. That book would be a great resource for you. Uh, another book that I have is uh, uh, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. A lot of us, we're just strong strongholds or strong held by certain things keeping us from beholding what we like to have. I pray this video is a blessing. Thank y'all so much for watching. I love you all. Like, comment, and share with someone that you care about and subscribe. I keep, I'll see you on the other side. I love you all. Be blessed. Peace.